0: Hello, and welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis. I'm here with my brother, Jeremy Sartori, and today we are talking about albums we are looking forward to in 2022, since we have uh, remarkably escaped 2021 and in, in all its trappings. Um, what are you looking forward to in 2022, other well, than music?
1: I think last time we all got together, and uh, Christian was with us on that episode, we went over our, our favorite albums of 21 and, and it was, I think, a little bit more of a chore than it normally is. I, I, I hate saying that because there's some great music on there and some um, some bands that we and, and artists that we really, you know, enjoyed their records. But I think just the, the wear of, you know, year three of, of the COVID pandemic and the sort of forced uh, introspection that our artists um, seem to kind of, bring out um coincided with a bit of exhaustion on on our end too so i'm pretty stoked for for what's to come i mean i think we all kind of uh had a inkling that um people are going to get back to sort of a more normal recording schedule as as vaccinations and boosters rolled out and um uh, we already have some tickets for some upcoming bands coming to town that we're excited about here in uh cold Boston but um but you know I think just off the bat you've got some of our favorite you know long-term favorites such as Spoon and Mitski and and you know Super Chunk Spiritualized with um Father John Misty with some you know newer bands like Silverbacks and and um you know others that we're kind of you know excited about including some nice little hip-hop roster and some good pop artists so um, I know I just kind of name checked a bunch, but i'm definitely gonna just start off with spoon right uh they're a band that uh we've kind of i feel like been on the journey with since the get go um you know band... well you
0: certainly have you, you i think you saw them when they were um
1: yeah, I saw them you know, in between labels when you know when they sort of had, had um put out a series of sneaks on their own and um and you know were playing uh, a near half empty room that um <laughs> Hole in the Wall in Austin, Texas, or Stubbs indoors, not the outdoor stage where uh, larger artists play. Um, but I think a band that you know really has kind of put itself in the uh, you know the the vaunted lists with you know bands like GBV, Pavement, uh, you know um, Wilco. Wilco, yeah, I was just gonna say Wilco to kind of that that you know is on consistency and longevity. And um has you know only gotten better uh both live and uh on album with each release. So um I'm pretty excited about uh the new albums, Lucifer on the Sofa. And and they have two singles out uh, thus far that you can listen to on Spotify or iTunes or however you you grab music. Um so what do you think? You you is that it's funny it's I, your top list, right? No,
0: we I mean we've dedicated a lot of time and you know discussion to spoon over the years. Um, but it's, it's funny. I think the last one, um, which was shockingly four years ago, Hot Thoughts, um, and it was, uh, you know, it was one where the album title came out and everybody kind of rolled their eyes and I wasn't really looking forward to any great leap forward. Um, you know, it's Spoon, they're consistent, but I kind of do think that they're, um, you know, it took them a very long time for a band who's toured as much as they have and, and you know, forgive me for saying this because they're one of my favorite bands, but they have gotten far better live. They have just improved as a band and they have expanded as a band. I mean, I've seen them as a three-piece, you've seen them as a three-piece, yeah. four-piece. They're pretty much of a dedicated five-piece at this point and I think Brit Daniel has really found his confidence on stage and I think that's translating to, to records, which is... You know funny for somebody who's in his late forties um to kinda you know get the get the knack of that you know in the last five six years really um but uh yeah, I think you know again it's um old reliable but don't don't you know shit on old reliable because there's a reason that we look forward to every single one of their releases,
1: yeah there's a reason people like Neil young are still around, you know it's um <laughs> Yeah. It's one of those things that I think. Uh, I think too last year, um, although we had some some new entries that were pretty exciting to us, um, bands like Kittner and, and other groups that made it kind of far up on our list. It, it lacked some of those old reliables um, in a way. Mm-hmm. So you usually have those anchored, and then you know kind of newer stuff around. Um, well, I'm but, finding
0: in in movies, you know, that a lot of people, you know, sort of held the release date thinking that. Uh, the pandemic would end and movie theaters would open back up and, and you know, we all had these sort of fantastical uh, visions of what would happen when we all got set free again. But um, I think the same is true of of bands. I mean, they couldn't really tour reliably last year. I mean, I can't tell you how many um, tours and shows um, that I was looking forward to were postponed at the very least and canceled, um, you know, due to lack of you know, ability to travel internationally, among other things. But, um, you know, I think this is, you know, you can see by the Q1 of this year how many really name acts are putting out albums, again, in the first quarter of this year uh, that people have held on to things, I think, and, um, you know, are sort of either you know, out of runway or, or just excited to, to release things. But I, I do think some of these have been held and probably completed for a little bit longer than, um, you know, the usual rollout. So, uh, you know, going for the, the the first major release of this year is the new Weekend album, uh, Dawn FM. And I gave that a spin yesterday. I like it. I, you know, I'll have to get uh, acquainted with it. And I'm sure, um, given, you know, the sort of, um, you know, the sort of omnipresence of, of The weekend. I will, uh, regardless of whether I try to uh, get acclimated to those songs, I will get acclimated to those songs, and I will start to like them like I've liked all of his other uh, radio hits before. But um, one of the ones that we're looking forward to early on is a band that we haven't talked about before, uh, sort of a new discovery, a Dublin-based band called The Silverbacks um did you get a chance to listen to this at all
1: yeah so i did not listen to the entire album i listened to the first single and loved it um great name i think we all uh we keep an ongoing text mm. chain music text chain when christian and i and uh i think you mentioned the name that you, you were shocked hadn't been taken yet um i it you know again this band kind of encompasses a lot of the sounds that are going to be familiar to our fans uh that we like quite a bit and um that's you know sort of uh jonathan richmond velvet underground uh by way of ireland in this case and um and at least those are those are some of the sounds that i heard right off the bat um yeah yeah, parquet courts pavement um you know and i think those bands all kind of fall into that same realm of, of delivery uh you know rock and roll that's a little bit uh off kilter and um so yeah, big fan of the first single, excited to hear the album. I know Christian was a longtime fan, not with us today, but, um, or when I say longtime, like their first album a year ago, like um, two years ago. And so, you know, it's something that, you know, he's a little more familiar with and, and championing right now. But yeah, what did you think? Did you get to listen to the album, the single? Well, I, I, I'm i looking forward to it. Uh, it comes
0: out January 21st and it is the Silverbacks. It's called Archive Material. So um I think you know we've got some good early in the year uh prospects. But going into uh, February is when we really hit pay dirt with the legacy bands that we've loved. And and I have been looking forward to uh Mitski's follow-up to Be the Cowboy since um since Be the Cowboy dropped. And uh so her new album, Laurel Hell, which um she's released three singles off of so far. And each one of them is better than the last. And at the same, by the same token, I think Mitski one of those artists where I never want to pull individual songs out of um, their sequence in the album. Um, I don't even really put her stuff on, on shuffle. I really love the way her albums are laid out. I think they're really beautifully sequenced. And uh, I'm really looking forward to Laurel Hell, You know, based on the strength of the first three singles. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I know she was uh, top of your list and I and top of mine as well. But I, you, you know, traveled all the way to Pittsburgh to see her live with uh, a good friend, Sam Rockwell. And I, um, I just, I think she keeps getting better. I liked Puberty a lot. Uh, the last album is amazing, and I agree. I have that album on vinyl. It's something that is a great record to own on vinyl for that very purpose of just putting it on, yeah. flipping the side. Playing the next side and, and
0: moving on. And there's actually, you know, speaking of Jonathan Richmond and Boston, um, there's a new venue that's opening in March uh, called Roadrunner. Um, obviously, a, an homage to the modern lovers, but uh, she is opening the, uh, the venue. And uh, I think it's like a 3,000, 3,500. I think it's sort of uh, same developers or same folks behind Brooklyn Steel. And I think it's going to be a similar room, kind of a big cavernous uh, room with good sound. So um, I'm looking forward to catching that show. Uh, last time I saw her, as you said, in Pittsburgh, um, a couple years ago, uh, she had really um, honed her stage, uh, her act. And it was very different than um, the sort of timid person, or the timid performer that, you know, was a very, very... Uh, sounded fantastic, but played in a more traditional sort of, um, you know, everybody on stage, bass, drums, guitar kind of keyboard setup. And this was more like um, a stage play and performance art. She was, she came out in uh, shorts and a t-shirt, knee pads, and a school desk, and you know the the choreography. And uh, it's it just—it was a phenomenal, phenomenal show. So I'm curious to see what she does from here on out. It's—I it's, think she's going the way of of Saint Vincent, and in, in that she's getting, you know, more and more stylized and more performative and more sort of in character uh, as she takes the stage these days. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, me too. That's awesome. Um, also in February we have a couple. Classics, um, Super Chunk, following up uh, What a Time to Be Alive. They're, you know, kind of, I, I think just kicking the balls, the best protest punk album that's come out in at least uh, since the 80s. You know, um, uh, we love that album. And I'm, I'm super excited for Wild Loneliness. I have a feeling this album's gonna be a bit subdued. I don't know if you remember their 99 album, Come Pick Me Up um it was a little quieter and actually a little more um poppy i guess i mean they're always sort of poppy punk poppy but uh i think just a little less uh guitar distortion driven and and speed as opposed to some of their you know kind of standard super chunk albums which always deliver but um i've heard a little bit of this one and and i i'm sensing kind of a, a a bit of you know tiredness i guess or uh, that's probably the bad description uh, just mellowness right you know and uh, yeah. yeah and kind of a, you know looking around but um i think this is a band some that, graceful aging yeah a band well and you know has gracefully aged the whole time it's just so hard to to not give these guys credit as the you know founders of merge records and um also just a consistently great rock act um and what a time to be alive was just such an immediate record so I don't know that this one's going to be as immediate and as, as, you know, necessary as that album was at the time being released sort of right after, uh, the, you know, former cult leader Trump was elected. And, um, but I do think, you know, we're in for another consistent great super chunk album. And then the other one of our longtime faves, um, Jay Spaceman's spiritualized everything was beautiful. And, um, another like, you know, give that guy time in the studio for two years, I think we're due mm-hmm. for something pretty large and uh, and intricate and and great as well.
0: Yeah, I just my my only last addendum to your your uh, super chunk um, chat was uh, to plug. I, I think you'd want to plug uh, super chunk drummer John Worster's uh, Instagram feed.
1: Oh please, yeah, um,
0: which is uh, I believe your favorite and one of my favorite um, pieces of social media artistry. Um, he basically, uh, is gifted just some of the, the most, the worst instincts in American culture and, uh, makes, uh, um, gives them a showcase. It's a very, very funny, uh, feed if you're, if you're into that kind of thing. And, and it's John Worster's uh, Instagram feed and it is funny as hell.
1: Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I uh, would say that I laugh out loud at least once a day looking at that feed, and I'm happy yeah. for it. So, uh, you know. So the next one
0: up is in March, and it's someone we're we're actually going to see. I'm very I'm really looking forward to seeing this artist. She's young. She I think she's sort of poised to to um, you know to really get huge. Uh, I think she's already building a massive audience in the UK, and I think she's going to break big here. It's Mila for Yanya. And her new album is called Painless. Uh, the last one she did uh, was called Miss Universe, and it was one of my favorite albums, I think, two or three years ago, two years ago,
1: maybe. I want to say it was and, 2020, um, yeah. It was,
0: yeah, I believe it was, and just a great, like, straight up rock record. Uh, she's a guitarist, she's a Londoner, um, and um, I don't know what I, you know, her. Who are her sort of progenitors? I was going to say, um, it's hard
1: to, I was just going to say, she sort of is a rock artist who, who incorporates, you know, Nana Cherry, uh, you know, um, whole, whole, yeah. Just really intricate, great singer, great hooks. I, I love Miss Universe. You and I both had that high on yeah. our list that year and it kind of grew to the point where if I probably did that list over again, it may have been number one, um, And yeah, just a record that I'm really stoked for Painless and and for her next steps and to see her live. I'm pretty interested in what that's going to be like. And I think, uh, you know, I've listened to one single that was very good and I I haven't done, I don't know what else is out. I haven't checked back in, but um, I'm sure there's a couple more singles that are going to drop. And that seems to be just the kind of way things go now with streaming, just to note another change you, you you can almost get sometimes... You know, three to uh, to like yeah. five or six singles before an album even drops, so you, you do get that early listen. Um, but I think she's another one like Mitski, where you don't need to to sort of sort or mix or or look for you know most play. Just put on Miss Universe, listen to it all the way through because it's excellent. And I'm uh, assuming this will will be a, a you know similar.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this, and I it, like I said, I think she's primed to be a star too. Um, I think she's going to sort of... Definitely flying under the um, radar
1: now, so I agree.
0: But I think she's going to cut through in the same way that, you know, sort of like a Charlie XCX or somebody who has, you know, commercial appeal, but also just like a kind of a sly ability or, you know, uh, um, you know, just a, a, I guess a star power. You know, I think she's just a, you know, I think she's a rock star. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, speaking of self-anointed rock stars, uh, April eighth marks Father John Misty's follow up um, to uh, what I thought was one of his best albums. Uh, it's funny; I, I seem to be I seem to go against the grain with this guy. Every time he gets great reviews, I hate the record, and every time <laughs> he gets kind of middling reviews, I love the record. But I do think you know the one thing about this guy is that he has proven many times over. That he's got it in him. He's, you know, he's got the songs, he's got the voice, he's got the talent, and uh, yeah, the charisma. When he's not too busy, yeah, when he's not too busy fucking around and trying to amuse everybody, um, he writes a pretty great song.
1: I agree. I uh, I love the first record by him, and I, I agree with you on the last. And didn't love the 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 other two, the comedy and the the um, gosh, I'm forgetting the title. The the one that sort of got a lot of accolades, sweet. Is it sweet number two? I can't remember the, the second album. But um, but yeah, I, I agree. I I I think he's like a little bit hit or miss. Nothing is ever bad. Um, it just sort of depends. And oh, there's what, some bad stuff. Yeah, I true. mean that's true. It de- it depends what kind of mood he's in. And I think you're right. I think when he's writing straight ahead songs, and nothing straight ahead, that's a little bit of an overstatement, but um when he's sticking to a, a kind of song format and less of a trying to um write a you know book within a song and and be a you know comedy black comedy within a song it it doesn't always work for me but the the latter uh does and he he kind of nails that um and i'm i'm thinking we'll see you know i'm excited for this album just because you never know with him and there's always some you know greatness stuck within even some of the stuff i haven't liked as much
0: Mm. well speaking of you know great dark you know great black comedy um Comes out the same day as the debut album from Wet Leg, which has uh, kind of taken the world by storm without even releasing an album. I mean, they've had what three singles, and all of them have become you know massive phenomenons. You know, uh, which is pretty amazing for the amount of output. It's I mean the the amount of attention to the amount of output ratio is is pretty remarkable in this case, and it's uh, two. Two friends from school, from Isle of Wight, um, in the UK, and uh, just an absolutely weird, like deadpan art rock um, band with a with a very sly sense of humor and um, a great sense of style. And um, uh, if you haven't heard Shays Long, um, then I don't know that you've been yeah, then paying you've attention. Been in- but. Living
1: uh, without internet for too long. Um, totally agree. I mean, um, would you like someone to butter your muffin? You know, delivered in the the you know most deadpan ever. I've seen clips. These guys just did a mini tour of of the you know sort of hotspots in the U.S. Uh, you know, New York City, Brooklyn, um, San Francisco, LA, LA. Fran. yeah, and all to sold out crowds. Um, rightfully so. And there's always that like uh You know, sort of meteoric hype train buzz, and you know it's always great when a band sort of lives up to it and so far, what leg like, has lived up to it. You called this band pretty early it is going to be huge, and i uh could not agree more it's like um every single is like funny, but not funny to the point where you're you're just sake of humor you know it's not a ween album or or a dead milkman album or something like that it's it's actually like funny with great catchy music great delivery and uh i'm super stoked for this album it's an album like you said i mean i've heard you know political people that i listen to podcasts on be like oh i went and saw what like the other night you know or in San <laughs> Fran, or you know and, and it's just an album that's getting talked about and i think rightfully so um so i'm i'm super excited as well and, and it's kind yeah. of funny that they're coming out with father father john misty because i would say it's sort of the uh the male female female counterpart to uh some of father john misty's anthems yeah
0: they make a good tour that would um, be a good tour. Anyway, let's let's take a quick break. We'll listen to uh, Silverback's archive material, try and pimp a new band, and and uh, we'll come back and talk about some of the bands that we know are putting out albums, but we don't know when. Sounds
1: good. I got friends in the necktie. Welcome back to Brother, 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 and today Wyndham and I are talking about most anticipated releases coming out in 2022, and I think we both agree that uh, it's going to be a big year for music. I mean, uh, we just listed off January, and we just listed Q1 of uh, of 2022, and, and some of our favorite artists and some new artists uh, like Wet Leg and Silverback, so you just heard, are uh, are arriving to a uh, streaming service near you. Um, but that said, there's also some uh, some, you know, artists that we enjoy and that, um, you know, are pretty excited about that just don't have release dates yet. And, um, you know, we're going to kind of name check some of the ones that we're most excited for. So when I'll, I'll, I'll kick it to you, um, throw out a couple artists that right. uh, you're pretty stoked for that are coming out that we don't have either an album release date or title for yet.
0: Well, another one of the albums that uh, made our best of list, and I think it—I think you and I both had it, is our number one in 2016 or 17, 2017, or 18? Yeah, I'm not even going to try. It's um, years of disappeared. Amen Dunes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last Amen Dunes album, um, you know, I had sort of known the name and, you know, maybe heard some stuff, but the last Amen Dunes album really grabbed me, and I listened to it. I still listen to it uh, very, very frequently. Um, the album was called Freedom, and um, just right off the from the first second of the first song, I was in, and um, it was. I think it, you know, to the best of my recollection, it was one of those albums that came out in like March, and I kept thinking something was going to eclipse it as my favorite album of the year, and no, but nothing ever did, and this all wound up as my as my best best of um, whatever year it came out, seventeen or eighteen or whatever. Um, but I. I love this, you know, artist. Um, and I think, um, you know, it, it, there's something, I don't know, there's something, we always talk about the, the sort of exhaustion uh, factor and, and uh, Jay Spaceman, who we referenced in the last segment, uh, does a great job of that sort of drugged out, um, you know, end of, you know, the end of the day um, kind of, you know, petering out end of the day being like of... four
1: in the morning post yeah
0: no, yeah exactly <laughs> um and amen Dunes has that same but there there's an angst and a in a you know a fighting spirit on the amen Dunes records that uh really grabs me and and yet the music is very melodic and it's very uh it's pretty mellow it's not particularly um you know hectic violent music it's just in fact, it's it's quite the contrary. But there's something about the the desperation and the voice and the songs and the and the delivery that that makes it feel very urgent.
1: Couldn't agree more. Um, I saw Amon Dunes on that uh, Freedom tour. I love that album. It was one you turned me on to. Um, I would say that it was again. Yeah, I was going to say it was kind of a slow burner, but it really wasn't. It's an album that I in- instantly enjoyed. It's a little. It's just an off kilter kind of folk record really with just a, a cool urgency but at the same time exhaustion as you mentioned um and his delivery is really unique and um i'm super excited for that one as well um a couple others that uh, i'm gonna throw out there we've got some hip-hop heavyweights um kendrick lamar you know who it's been a while kendrick and, and remember him yeah he's uh and so kendrick you know one of the most i think versatile um unique hip-hop artist really ever at this point um coming off of uh you know he did the black panther soundtrack and before that butterfly um so I'm, I'm really kind of excited he's taken his time on this one um you know sort of probably done appear in a lot of guest spots and and you know remixes and things like that but hasn't quite put out a, an entire album so that well, one
0: damn
1: is, uh very good
0: no, the, the the um the one there was an, one you missed in between. Oh god, um, yes.
1: How did I miss that? Damn. You know, you're right. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. what happens when you've been in a pandemic for three years. You're right. And that was his huge, huge breakthrough. So um yeah, and and I think I blended that and Butterfly is the, is the same album. I feel like for some reason, but I um, think well that was a, when he was
0: you know extremely prolific during that period, and he, he was putting out an album of, album a year essentially. And now it's been several years since he's put out his last you know major yeah. you know, sort of banner release, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does again. There's no. um there's no release date yet, and and not a ton of information. But um, obviously, anything by Kendrick Lamar is worth following, and and I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes stylistically. I mean, he's he you know, Pimp a Butterfly was such a, a departure, and then Damn was such a um, you know, a uh, sort of stadium
1: anthem hit. machine. Yeah, it was anthemic. Yeah, that was amazing, and. Um, Yeah, I agree. And I think that like, you know, he's gone everywhere from full sort of funkadelic, you know, early era to to, yeah, stadium jams, you know. And um, and so I'm 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 excited. I I think he's got one of the best rapping styles and flows in hip hop. And to counter Kendrick, one of your all time favorite uh, insane and intricate in the in the vein of like ODB style, Mr. Danny Brown, who uh we also love, I love Danny and Brown. he's just continuously kind of on the the you know left of center in the hip hop world. Um Danny Brown Detroit, is that right? Detroit native.
0: Yeah Detroit. He last he named his last album after a Joy Division song. So I yeah. mean you're dealing with one of the weirder guys in hip hop and um God bless it it you know I think he's I think he's super talented. Um as a wordsmith, I think he's you know, a really cool presence, a really cool persona, and um, I'm just looking forward to whatever he does next. He's, um, you know Everything he's done to date has been great, and so uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to see what he does next. The other, uh, getting back away from the hip-hop um, genre, is uh, there's a new album by a new band called The Smile. Uh, pretty familiar no, to anybody who would that be? who's yeah who's following uh, any of this um, you know industry uh, but um, it is uh, Johnny Greenwood and Tom York from Radiohead and the drummer from Sons of Kemet and it the first single came out a couple weeks ago and it's awesome it's uh, not what I was expecting from these guys and yet it sounds exactly you know it it doesn't sound It sounds like them. It just, I haven't heard them, you know, sort of rock out uh, with a guitar song in so long. It just, it's pretty arresting. Yeah, unless you've Um, seen them
1: live. Um, I think In Rainbows was really the last sort of guitar driven album that they put out. Um, Tom York's solo excursions tend to be very electronic and, and, you know, atmospheric. Um, Obviously, Greenwood has been doing a lot of movie soundtracking in the same sort of uh, atmospheric. Way and orchestrated yeah. way, um, I'm not I mean, hugely he's familiar on with. On his way to winning Kmet, an Oscar this year, to be honest, um I know the name. I haven't listened to them, but i the name does sound like a, something that would rock. um It's a
0: jet. No, it's a jazz uh, ensemble oh, okay. with a heavy metal name.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, thank you for schooling me on that. But yeah, I, I thought the first single was really surprising. I agree. I was. Just because of what those guys have been dabbling in, I was expecting something again a little more experimental, more and a little experimental. more um, yeah surreal. And it turns out it's the opposite. It's a, a pretty hard-driving track, and uh, you know, with two of I think again greatest artists of our time. So I'm I'm pretty excited. To well, hear it's, more. it's
0: funny that you know um, you know in a band like Radiohead where they came up as a guitar. Rock band almost got lumped in with Brit Pop, almost, you know, were a one hit wonder, almost or, you know, a number of things, um, but, you know, really guitar driven on the first three records, and, um, you know, sort of famously hung up the guitars for Kid A. And, and most of this, uh, you know, most of the past two decades have been doing more experimentally leaning things. It's funny that they require a side project to go back to rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh usually it's the other way around. So uh another one of our favorites um a French band uh M83. I'm always interested to see what they do. Um a couple of years ago they came out with one of
1: our favorite records and uh um, It was more than a couple of years ago. I mean that's one thing just yeah, to kind of think about. It, it was 2011 actually. Um Oof, Hurry Up We're Dreaming. Years ago. Yeah, so Yeah. He did come out with an album post that, but when we're talking about one of our favorites, and Junk was released in 2016, um, an album that just kind of didn't quite hit for me. I don't think it hit for you either. It was uh, interesting and and definitely, um, you know, went in a couple of different directions, but just didn't quite have the immediacy that Hurry Up, We Are Dreaming had. And I'd even go back to some of the earlier stuff like Saturdays Equal Youth and things like that that I I really liked too. Um, Epic, epic pop songs that kind of mix in uh spiritualized, depeche mode, you know, cure. It, it's a it's a very kind of um large and uh you know, new order. I, I just think South he, he touches on a lot yeah. of uh, kind of our uh, milestone bands from especially a little bit from the eighties, leans into that eighties sound a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I think it's, you know, I think there's um, you know, room for greatness on this one, but it, again, there's a there's a band that's putting out fewer albums and further between. Um so, you know, when they when they do release something, it it seems to be on the half decade at this point and you know, we'll see. Uh, I think, you know, Junk it didn't it kind of landed with a thud. Nobody really liked it. I loved the single. Yeah. Um No, it had some gems of, like, for sure. 10,000, you know, megahertz, um, where, you know, it had a couple gems, but it just didn't measure up. And, and I felt, I felt like the band knew it too. So we'll see what they come back with. Uh, curious to see that. But anyway, you want to take a quick break and listen to, uh, the smiles new song. You will never work in television again.
1: Great title for a song. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm.
0: Back to the brother, brother, brother podcast. Uh, today we are talking about albums we're looking forward to in 2022. Uh, but we are going to end this podcast the way we end every podcast,
1: and that is, uh, Jared. What are you listening to? I'm a I'm a little boring right now. I've been stuck in uh, in you know both the literal pandemic and the uh, imagined one on HBO Station Eleven. So, um, I've been watching that and I'm up to the last episode, a series that I I really enjoyed. I thought, um, speaking of music brings in some great musical cuts, um, reminded, I think both of us, a little bit of Watchmen, sort of a a genre Mm -hmm. that I'm not always drawn to, which is, you know, sort of fantasy, I guess you'd call it, or sci-fi a little bit. Sci-fi, really. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, very human and, um and very relevant in a weird way to, you know, uh, what's been going on. Thank goodness. It hasn't been that bad. But, um, but I think too, just a, a well done show and, and, uh, you know, based on, on the book, uh, station 11 and, um, you know, I think they've done a nice job. I didn't read the book. I had it and I just never got around to it. But, um, all those that I know that have really enjoyed the book too, and have, have kind of said that the show has really, you know, stayed kind of on par with, with, quality of the book. And then, um, I went back to Hulu's dope sick, um, after your recommendation reading and reading King of pain, um, the great book by, um, Empire of pain. Yeah. Empire of pain. Sorry. Um, by, uh, it's O'Keefe, right. Or, uh, him, Patrick red and Patrick red. Yeah. And which we both loved. And, you know, I think, I think dope sick is a good network version of that story of the opiate crisis in America the disgusting family behind it, the Sacklers. And I just kind of cheer anything that continues to drag them through the mud because they deserve every uh, (laughs) mouthful of shit they get from um, the media and the public. And I wish we're in jail, but aren't. Um, But that said that that company is bankrupt. And I think just, you know, I I think a great cast um, and a show that, you know, if you're looking for a more sort of mainstream entertaining version of, of, you know, a very, uh, intricate and sad story of the opiate epidemic. I like it. Um, but yeah, I thought they kinda... did a
0: really good job. Sorry, go ahead. I said, I think they did a really good job with it. I was, um, I was impressed. I, I was, you know, you're not going to get the, you know, I mean, you and I both read Empire of Pain. We both thought it was one of the best books of, you know, uh, we've, you know, but one of the best nonfiction books I've read in ages. And, um, I think it was, uh, I think this was. I think they did well with with the material they had, and, and the cast is fantastic.
1: Agree. How about you, Wynn? What have you been listening to?
0: Well, yesterday I sat down and for the second time in my life read an entire book, uh, and in one sitting, which doesn't happen often, and it has to be a relatively short book. But my uh, my friend Antoine Wilson has a new book called Mouth to Mouth, and um, it's a really good book I won't uh ruin too much for you but basically it is uh two guys who went to college together uh meet up in an airport and and their plane gets delayed and they haven't seen each other for 20 years and one tells the other a story and it's that's the entire book and it's uh very cool it's a page turner yeah it's really good and it's really fun and uh it just zips along and um so uh without you know ruining too much because it it literally came out I think 3 days ago. Um it is uh it's a book worth reading. It's Antoine Wilson's Mouth to Mouth and um I uh, uh Antoine's a, a a really good guy and a great writer and so uh I highly recommend that. And the other two things I was going to mention are uh, something I'm late to, I think about a year and a half late to, but The Investigation, which is a uh, Norwegian show or Danish show on HBO about the um, the weird uh, submarine murder of a journalist uh, named Kim Wall in, um, in uh, Norway uh, or Denmark. <laughs> and uh she's a swedish journalist so that's why I'm in the the Scandinavian countries are sort of blending together to me but it's a it's a multi-jurisdictional um investigation that's another reason why I'm not 100% um nailing it but yeah I believe it's an oslo based but uh um one of the people is danish one of the people is is swedish so anyway that's a really bad primer on the investigation but I highly recommend bizarre case the other is And it's on death for me as well. Um, I remember sort of reading about it, marveling at it, wondering why it was international news. But then it became such a bizarro story, and the the alibis were so insane. Um, You know, just the excuses given by and this you know journalist went to interview a, a eccentric billionaire who you know, among other things, had a private submarine yeah, that he not? took her for a ride in and she never came back to shore. So, um, again, it's a it's a dramatization, but uh, as Christian said, it's the closest thing he's ever seen to actual police work, and by that he, he means that it does require patience, it moves at a very slow pace, but it's very deliberate and I think uh, better for it. It's only a five-episode um, miniseries, but I loved it. And, the um, yeah, other was Lost Daughter, which is Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut. Oh, yes. With, I um, Olivia yeah. Coleman, uh, shot in the Greek islands. And um, just a really interesting meditation on motherhood, obviously. Um, but, yeah, there's never been a movie I've seen that made motherhood less appealing. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, at the same time, you know, I, I do believe it has a, you know, it's a meditation and not just a, you know, a, a renouncement. Um, it is a very intricate story of, you know, women meeting uh, in a in a strange location, and um, I just I highly recommend it. The, if nothing else. The performances are phenomenal, but I actually think the direction and everything about it, the writing, is all very great. So, anyway, mouth to mouth investigation, lost daughter. There you go.
1: All good. And stuff. do I
0: put one song on the uh, on the top ten, on the four hundred
1: billion top ten songs of all time? I do. Um, so I'm going to go with the band forementioned, uh, Spoon, and I'm going to uh, go with the title track off of. Um, the not Hot Thoughts, the album right before that. Don't, is it Don't Tell Soul? Again, I'm going to look this up because I'm, I've been so bad with names today and it's annoying me. They Want My Soul, sorry. One of my favorite albums by them. And uh, I love the song Rent I Pay. I think it's a fucking knocker. And uh, that's going to be my track. All right. Uh, I'm
0: going to go old school and one of those songs where, you know, I debate whether or not this song is worthy. And it has the same sort of place in my heart that, like, Get What You Give or What I Got by Sublime does, and it is Jump Around by House of Pain.
1: Nice.
0: Um, I've heard it a million times. I've wanted to not like it because it's cheesy as shit.
1: stupid, but it's great. And yet, every time it comes out, it's awesome. So, uh, I'm I'm throwing it on. You got it. I think it's a great pick. Awesome. Well, uh, hey... Happy New Year,
0: 2022, and we are back and uh, excited for a great season. Excellent. Cool. Talk soon. Bye. I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers Jeremy Sartorian and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother 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 podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.